right, Poor Sports listeners, welcome back to the seventh episode of the Poor Sports Podcast. You heard that music. You know what that means. It's almost NFL season. I know we're like a month and a half and away. It's not even August. But we're, it's almost NFL season, <laughs> so you know that we're going to have a wonderful show for you. Lots of NFL talk coming up. I'm your host, Jake Kelly. I'm with Jeremy Collins live in studio. Jeremy, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? I'm so excited to talk NFL, even though it's not August. Yeah, you know what? Whatever. It's going to be fine. And we got Lee on the line. Lee, say what's up. What's happening, baby? How's it going? I'm uh, I'm already in fantasy mode just because of the Dynasty League. We found out our draft order, so it's just been mock draft season all over the place. Absolutely. Already. It's it's as soon as, really, as soon as, what, is it OTAs? As soon as OTAs come OTAs around. OTAs are already gone. Yeah. So then what is it now? Is it it's, it's vo- involuntary minicamp? No, it, it's uh, teams are reporting to camp, oh I believe, my gosh. this next week, and so, week or so. So, you know, it's just, yeah, I, on my radio now, it's it's NFL talk big time, and I'm here for it. So, we got it. We got an action-packed show for you guys coming today. You're going to love every last bit of it. So, we're going to first, uh, we're going to start our first segment off with some NFL. And the big news in the NFL coming out was the, or maybe the lack of big news, is that Tyreek Hill uh, got not suspended. Nothing. So, yeah, he got absolutely nothing for uh, essentially allegedly breaking his three-year-old's arm. So we're going to play the audio tape that was kind of the smoking gun, and uh, we'll kind of let you decide what you think about the tape, and we're going to have a bit of a discussion about it. So let's roll that. Honestly, I want you to think about what that night between me and you getting into an argument about the way you yeah. disciplined it, disciplined it. Right. And even that CPS lady says that it's you you don't do it correctly. Okay. I will listen. I will listen. But like I said, though. No, but you're not listening to me. Think about why a freaking three-year-old would tell everybody and anybody that you broke his arm. Why would do that? All right, so that's the audio of Tyreek Hill and his uh, and his partner talking about how Tyreek uh, disciplined their uh, young child. So uh, I'll just start. My original reaction was that was the first time that I had heard that, and that there really was no smoking gun, if you will. There's no Tyreek Hill actually saying. 100% yeah like yes I know I broke his arm there was no like those words didn't come out of his mouth so while I don't love what the NFL did I think that you do have to maybe understand where they might be coming from maybe might have to just in the sense that you know there is no smoking gun at least from what we can tell right now so I'll let you guys jump in so on that. what I'm thinking is that the NFL has their PCP their personal conduct policy and we've seen that previously where teams or players have been suspended even though the law found them on the correct side of it when they didn't get charged with anything the nfl's like nah you did something wrong here sit out a couple games because we're a private business yeah yeah so we can do whatever we want exactly and the fact that he's not getting suspended for doing this yeah it's it's don't get me wrong it does seem fishy especially with the suspensions related to to drug, I was gonna say you uh, have Josh Gordon use. on your team. You have yeah, Josh Gordon on your dynasty fantasy football team. I do, and he might be out for who knows, who knows how long. Lee, what, what's your thoughts? Um, pretty much as soon as I heard that news, the only thing I was really thinking is where do you take him? Where do you take him in the draft now? So you have no feelings on how the NFL handled it. You're just straight in that fantasy. Don't don't really care. I know that he's uh, suiting up. Yeah. Oh, that, that's an interesting. Like, I think there became a line where I was like, "Like, where that's that's like verging on the edge of like, 
like unmoral. Like, like you have to have I, some yeah, sort of opinion on on well, this. I, I get that, and I maybe I come off as uh, bad there, but like you know, honestly, like this is just like like I don't care about the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, if that was happening to, like Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my team, then I literally care about more. But like at this point, like. Okay, so we'll ask- I, I think I, I think an investigation doesn't happen, and, and like the answer doesn't come out. I'm ready to move on. You being a Buccaneers fan, would you take Tyreek Hill on your team in exchange for Mike Evans? No, not even close. Just what about- because you think that Mike Evans is better? I think Mike Evans is uh, head and toes a bit better overall wide receiver than Tyreek Hill. What, right. what about Godwin? Would I take Mike Tyreek Hill over Godwin? Yeah. Knowing it, like if you're running the team, knowing what Tyreek Hill has been accused of, and he has those charges that was when he was in college, would you take him over Godwin, who's supposed to break out this year? Yes, I would. There okay. you go. So I, I'll take this conversation a little different way. I, to me, this this really, really reminds me of the Adrian Peterson investigation, where you have uh, someone who is choosing to discipline their child in a in a harsh way i think a lot of people would say but still they're disciplining their child in a way that they maybe were disciplined growing up and whether that is right or wrong is completely subjective and i don't know if that's necessarily up for a private business to decide how you might discipline your own children and adrian peterson said i'd do it again i would i would i would like beat my kid with the branch again which a lot of words but yes yeah yeah and and so it just seems to me like it's almost like uh enforcing your own morality on what you think is acceptable and i just i think it's a dangerous it's a dangerous line i don't i don't know if i love him not getting any games but i i don't know okay so lee i believe you are starting up a dynasty fantasy football draft coming up real soon right Yep, the first year happening now. So where would you personally feel comfortable taking Tyreek Hill in your startup? Um, so since the news of where I picked out because of the Open yesterday, I've done 12 mock drafts. <laughs> um, and Tyreek Hill is out in the third round every single time. I pick 12. If he's there at 312, I take him. So happily. There's no way he makes it to 312. I don't think so. I've, I don't... Seen, I've had him. I've had him in mock drafts. I've gotten him. I, I think because like the news is like the the ADP hasn't caught up to the actual news yet. I think wh- when's your draft happening? Uh, August 20th. Yeah, he, his. I'm gonna say he goes no. Would you be all? And so you're going to be at 112 and 21. Yeah. So. I, I would not take him there. I, I don't think you're getting him at all. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think. I think with that three twelve area, I'm looking more like Robert Woods, T.Y. Hilton, those type of guys. Adam. Those Steve are some right. good receivers you just listed <laughs> off there. Disclaimer for the people: I have both those receivers. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right, Lee. Yeah, I just think if you have, if you've got Patrick Mahomes <laughs> in his second year as a starter, like. It's just man, like I feel like Mahomes is just scratching the surface almost. Like so, yeah, I'm just... but no, okay. Yes, I feel like scratching the surface, but he there's like there's no way he throws as many TDs as he did. Like regression will happen. Yeah, like you you don't do that twice. Never. Um. So with T Y Hill or not T Y Hilton, Tyreek Hill, he's in his contract year now, I believe, and there's yeah. no way the Chiefs are going to negotiate him like in season. I don't think they're going to make sure he, he's uh. He's on his P's and Q's, yeah. Yeah, and then, so I wonder what kind of 
salary or commitment they'll make to him after this season because we right now are seeing that so many wide receivers in the NFL are getting paid. Yeah. Because I think Amari, that, Cooper, Amari Cooper is going to be a huge telltale as well on what he does in Dallas for Tyree Kell. Yeah, absolutely. He's the player I'm most scared of in the Amari NFL. Cooper? Like, I, I don't have know no wh- clue. I don't know what he, he's either going to be like the wide receiver one on a week or wide receiver 45. And yeah, like, for th- sure. There's no in the middle with him. I don't, I just personally don't trust Dak Prescott, but that's just me. But you don't trust Dak Prescott. That's interesting. No, I don't trust Dak Prescott. I really don't. You, you like, can I ask why? I just feel like he's not that good. I feel like he's not nearly as good as he gets the hype for. And I think if he was playing for another team, he wouldn't like. It's because he plays for you know the big bad Dallas Cowboys. I think he gets a lot of hype because of that. I think Ezekiel like Ezekiel Elliott makes that team. And oh my gosh, if Ezekiel Elliott's not there, I'm not. I'm not touching Dak Prescott with a ten foot pole. That's just me. So so I'll I'll argue it. And in the last week from the bye week at eight week, his fantasy production. Was 14, 21 points, 14 points, 27 points, 14 points, 24 points. Bad week against Indy at 6.24, 16 points, and end of the year against a bad Giants defense at 33. You, you, you said 14 points way too many. A lot yeah. of times for a quarterback. For QB2, think, think about for QB2. Like, that's consistent. A Q, sure. most, most fantasy football leagues are. One quarterback. Yeah. I, yeah. If you're going to play QB2, sure. Like, I would start. Like, if Dak Prescott is my, like, guy that I play whenever my QB1 is out, I could live with that, like, on that one bye week or that one time that my QB1's playing the best defense Dak, in the league. Dak Prescott or Mitch Tabriski? I take Mitch Tabriski this year. He's, he's, they're, uh, they're, people are high on Mitch this year. Dak Prescott or Josh Allen? Ew, not even close. That's not even close. Put it on the board. Ooh. I got Josh Allen every day of the week. Are you saying, Jeremy, are you willing to say that Josh Allen will have more fantasy points this year than Dak Prescott? Yes. Okay. Tons. What do you, th- what do you think there, Lee? I think that might be the worst take on this podcast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man, Josh Allen is... Uh, he scrambles uh, so much yeah, more. Yeah. And with that whole new receiving core, I- I'm pumped for Josh Allen to be my second quarterback in our league this year. I, I got a little bit of an issue, guys. Both my quarterbacks in our league, where we start one quarterback, have the same bye week. Oh, looks trade. like you might need a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're traded. I am. I'm so excited for fantasy football. I and I just love fantasy football because it's it's once a week. You know what I mean? You set that lineup, and it, I get, it's just it's just the best fantasy. It just it truly is. It's your whole Sunday. Yeah, it is. Uh, no, but even but even still, like, like you're you're right up to date. Like you know right away when you have a Thursday night matchup. You know when you need the hail mary on Monday. Like it can just go the whole week. Yeah, fires are Wednesdays. Like it's unbelievable for sure. And that's what personally, that's for me. I love fantasy football, but not to the point where I'm willing to play in like in like ten different leagues because then I just find on Sunday I'm playing against myself. And so it's like, oh, I need I need Cam Newton to throw a touchdown. But if he throws a touchdown against the Packers, then I have the Packers defense and I lose the other league, right? So it's just uh, just too much uh, of an internal strife. I play in like a dozen leagues a year, and like the one league I actually care about, I'm the commissioner in, and I'm the reigning, defending, undisputed champion of the Armchair Football <laughs> League, and You're a that's. That's the league I care about the most. And yeah. then, like, all the other ones I hope to make money in. 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not carrying on necessarily so much on a week to week basis. Sure. But as long as I make all the right waiver claims, the right trades, the right lineup decisions, mm-hmm. then I'm happy with myself. Absolutely. Lee, do you lean with the one league or do you like multiple leagues? I I almost like the middle. Like I like two leagues max. I'm with I'm with Jake in the same sense of I don't want to be rooting for everybody all over the place. Yeah. I like I like now with this dynasty league happening, I'd probably do one dynasty and one redraft and that'd be it. Sure, sure. All right, friends. Well, that's gonna wrap up our first segment. Oh my how good did it feel to just talk some football there? That felt awesome. Woo! And we have a lot more of that coming, both today and in the future, because oh, and we're just gonna keep getting closer. We're and talking closer football every week. We're gonna talk and closer. football every week till the end of the year. You said it. You said it. So stay tuned with us. We got an awesome next segment coming up. We're gonna do some rapid fire and just kind of talk about uh, the topical things that are happening uh, in the sports world kind of right now. So stay with us. Uh, Coming up next on Poor Sports. Poor Sports. Hey there, I'm Morty Jenkinson. When I'm not coaching the offspring in soccer, baseball, or wrestling, cutting the lawn, or playing taxi, it's shirts off, Crocs on, slather on the SPF 100, fire up the barbecue, and crank up the Bob Seger while lounging in the kiddie pool, of course. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds wishes he was me. Over my dad, Bonnie Pilsner from Great Lakes Brewery. Now available at your local LCBO. the second segment of Four Sports. Uh, so as you can hear, I don't know if anyone remembers the song or not, but this next segment is going to go boom, boom, boom in the sense that we are going to come at you rapid fire. We've got uh, 10, uh, 10, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Subject. 10, 10 what? Subject, topic. Subject, thank you. Sorry, I just had a, a little mental breakdown there. Uh, 10 subjects that we're just going to kind of talk about in kind of rapid fire succession. Uh, and we're going to go for it. Uh, I thought it was this song because it was getting hot and heavy in here. No? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to come in, and yeah, like I said, it's going to be rapid fire, and we're just going to go for it, okay? You guys ready to go? Let's go. Let's do this. So we're going to start off. Lee, the Open, the newly named Open Championship just happened, and Shane Lowry won by four strokes. Lee, uh, let's start with you. What are your original uh, thoughts on that? Uh, my original thoughts, I have just two ones. Great on Shane Lowry to win. To win uh, as an Irishman, obviously they probably won the Northern Irishman to win uh, with Rory or someone else, but... Regardless, that crowd on Sunday, you couldn't beat it just here in the crowd. But I think it gets overshadowed in the whole sense of David Duvall shooting plus 26, I think is what he finishes. And he shot a 91 in a par 71 on the first day. He shot 20 over. That's yeah. He had a plus 13 on one hill because one plus hole. 14, plus 14. They had to change it after the round because he screwed it up again. Wow. He, he, he hit the wrong person's ball. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen as a professional golfer? Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? Uh, I like that he dominated. Like the the weather conditions were awful, and he became just the fourth player in the last fifty years to win his first major by more than five strokes, joining Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, and Louis. Who stays in? There you go. I, I knew you'd help me out there, Lee. Yeah. yeah don't worry, I'm here. 
Yeah, so that's uh, that's that's pretty impressive. And uh, I'll just pitch in here. I, I was just, you know, I wasn't expecting my boy Tiger to, to come in in the clutch, but, uh, you know, you just hope that he does it. But he didn't. So, anyways, moving on. There was a trade in the NHL. Kind of a weird one, if you ask me. It was James Neal for Milan Lucic straight up. Uh, Jeremy, we'll start with you. What did you think about that deal and for being straight up? So there was a little bit of salary retention, and there's like a weird conditional pick where if – Neil scores like 12 more goals than Lucic and has at least 21, then uh, Calgary will get a third-round pick back. But I'm like it for Edmonton. I, I it, like Because they're both declining players. But if I'm going to bet on one of them to return to form, I'd rather bet on James Neal's shooting percentage going back up rather than Milan Lucic remembering how to skate. Yeah, fair enough. Lee, what do you think? I thought, it was a, I thought I'm agreeing with Jared. I think it's a big I think it's a big win for Edmonton. I... Uh, I think I guess Milan's going to go there and try to protect players, but like they tried to do that in Edmonton, and he just like didn't like it didn't it didn't work. But like, was you know? he skating on a line with Connor McDavid for a while? For a while, yeah. But I, I, that whole organization's a mess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you guys have anything else to add? I'm ready for hockey season to start. Like I'm super excited for football, but I also miss my blue and white. Yeah, of course. So That's I want to see enough. Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday and then Sunday Night Football on Sunday. That's fair enough. I saw I saw uh, Bob, uh, Bob McKenzie tweeted that he felt compelled to say that it is a one-for-one one trade because well, I'm assuming that people thought that Edmonton was getting the better end of that deal. No, because that goes back to the Adam Larson for Taylor Hall trade where Bobby Margarita, as he's known in the summer, famously said it's one for one, Adam Larson for Taylor Hall. So I think that's just like his line now. It's one for one. Oh, okay, sounds good. All right, moving on. The USA Today rankings for uh, their projections, I should say, came out for the division winners of the uh, in the NFL. So I'll just read off the uh, who they projected as their division winners, and we're going to have a little discussion about who we think uh, is maybe a surprise there, something that we don't agree with. So they have the Chargers winning, the Steelers, the Colts, the Patriots. The 49ers. The Patriots. Yeah. The Vikings, the Falcons, and the Eagles. Gentlemen, do you have anyone there that you're kind of thinking, what? What are they doing there? So I, I don't have the Steelers winning, and I don't have the 49ers winning. What else am I disagreeing with here? Uh, the Chargers, it's all about Melvin Gordon, whether he shows up or not, Like because the Chiefs are right behind them. For sure. Lee? Um, 49ers are definitely the shock for me. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're the best team in that division. I also was pretty shocked by the Seahawks being at nine and seven. I don't think they're on that side anymore. Maybe flip that. Um, but I also like uh, I like the Steelers pick. I think the Steelers do win that division. You're taking them to to beat the Browns, is what I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Like you're, you have the Browns coming second in that division. Yeah, and it might, maybe it's not the Steelers, but it could be the Rams. I don't think the Browns are the division leader in the AFC North. Okay, let's go to the AFC South, though. So they have the Texans at 6-10 and 10 with DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt and probably Jadavian Clowney and Deshaun Watson. That's a pretty good team. And they have the likes of the Jaguars and Titans ahead of them. The Jaguars even making the playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah. Uh, who, who, are they start, who's, uh, who are the Jags starting at quarterback? Nick Foles, BDN. Wow. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I would, I'm surprised by... I'm not surprised. I would take... If there's one division leader that I don't like there, it's uh, it's the Steelers. But that that could easily blow up in my face. But anyways, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk some basketball, or lack thereof basketball, in the sense that Andrew Wiggins uh, was uh, had confirmed that he was going to play for uh, Team Canada this summer at the FIBA World Championships, and now he has infamously backed out. And uh, Rowan Barrett, who is R.J. Barrett's father has come out and said, you know, he just he really didn't want to and if he doesn't want to be here, kind of we don't want him in the sense that they I think they have like 17 NBA guys coming to camp as well as like someone like Nick Nick Stauskas who uh who's been around the NBA. So gentlemen, do we have any thoughts on Andrew Wiggins and kind of his his uh lack of uh willingness to play for his nation? He's been down oh. in the states for so long that like I think he's like got the Canadian bread out of him, unlike Nick Nurse, who's had the Canadian bread into him, essentially. Okay, sure. Lee? I don't like it. Um, you get a chance You get a, You get get a. a chance to represent your country, right? So I, I think anytime you, I think anytime you get a chance to, out of like a big tournament like this is going to be, I think you should take advantage of it and do it. Yeah, it's weird. It's not. It's not the same in basketball as it is in in hockey, for example, where like people chomp at the bit to do it in hockey and in basketball. You know, you see guys that commonly just take the year off because they, you know, they played too much or whatever. But I don't know. I've never been a fan. I just I don't know if Andrew Wiggins likes to play basketball. So it, so I typed in Wiggins to, in the, the Twitter machine, and it has a whole bunch of rumors of him going to OKC. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So like, not no one like serious, but like yeah. there's a lot. In the last week. For sure. That's not something to keep an eye on. For sure. All right, we're going to stay on basketball. Tim Duncan. This is a kind of a feel-good story for me. Uh, Greg Popovich just hired him to be on his staff, which to me kind of seems like a little bit of a full circle. You know, Tim Duncan, it seems like he, he always wanted to be there. He never fully left. Uh, do Gentlemen, do you have any comments on uh, just Tim Duncan coming back to that organization and what that could maybe do for them, which is an organization that's sort of just finding itself. They're floating right now. So I'll start off things with Greg Popovich's quote saying, it's only fitting after I served loyally for 19 years as Tim Duncan's assistant that he now becomes mine. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Lee, what do you think, buddy? Mr. Fundamentals back in the game. I love it. Can't really go wrong with that. That's, that's pretty much all I got on it. Do you think he ever becomes a head coach? I don't know if he wants to, right? I, I know that some some guys out there, they, they really want to be a head coach, and I don't who knows? I guess we'll find out this year. I could see him more in the GM role than the head coach role. Yeah, maybe he's kind of a quiet guy, just, but he might be a career-long, like a lifelong assistant, and that's just what he wants to do. Who knows? Anyways, uh, moving on. Zlatan Ibrahimovic scored an absolute banger of a goal and also had some comments about the MLS. He called himself a Ferrari in a league of fiat or something along those lines, if I might paraphrase. Uh, Lee, this is kind of your account. What do you think? Um, it was more or less along the lines of like he was chirping Carlos Vea, right? Just because Carlos Vea is like right now they're saying is the best player in the MLS. And Zlatan just said like, I'm always the best player, and, like, look at him. He's in his prime, and he's here in the MLS. When I was in my prime, look where I was, winning championships. And then he did it right before the big, L, like, L.A. Derby. They call it the L.A. Traffic Derby, right, just because how, how brutal it is. Yeah. And he proceeded. Vela scored two goals, and Eber goes, I'll just score a hot trick and score an absolute worldy, too. Yeah. And, just goes, and even after the game, I don't know if you saw it, but, there's like LAFD uh, coaches like coming up, and he was like literally, he was like literally telling them like shut the f up, go home. Yeah, I I didn't I, I heard about that. Yeah, that that's interesting. I saw the goal, and, I, and all I had to say was wow. 
Yeah. What, a, what a goal in the, in the seventh or eighth minute or whatever. Yeah, and were were they down or were they tied at they, that point? They were down one nothing. I believe. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was just an unbelievable goal. People, if you haven't seen that goal, look it up because it's just. It doesn't matter what league it's in. These are still professional athletes that he's playing against, and and that's just an absolute banger. We'll try and get it up on the IG. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on. Uh, so just recently, at the time of this podcast, Michael Thomas was uh, rumored that he was offered a contract. It was $19 million over how many years? 18 to 19. I'm guessing, I'd guess like four or five years. Is 18 what to 19 discussing. over four or five years. So Michael Thomas, the star receiver for the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, Lee, let's start off with you. Uh, what do you think? I don't like it. I don't like I get the whole point of trying to sign him up, but right now I think the Saints are like walking a real dangerous road with Drew Brees, and I just feel like if you lock this guy up for a lot of money and all of a sudden Drew Brees tails, I feel like you guys are going to gonna be in a top spot all of a sudden, and where it won't be as movable for as good as a guy. I'm going to be in the, like, the minority of this, so that's my, what I think. I still think even with Drew Brees out, and they have Teddy Bridgewater there, who has been a starter before, and he's sat behind Brees for a couple of years now, I think you're going to need a receiver, whether Brees is there or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I even, I, you know, it seems like Drew Brees and Tom Brady are both bring, drinking out of the same, same fountain of youth, and I don't... Uh, what were his numbers last year? They were still impeccable, yeah. right? So it's not it's not like you know we well, saw. Drew Brees, yeah, Drew, Drew Brees like is great at home in the dome, and now it's starting to show that he's struggling away from home. Like if you look at some of his stats when he goes away, they're uh, they're pretty tough. But regardless, at his age, and he still had the best completion percentage. He broke his own record last year, did he not? Yeah. You, yeah. you, you want to hear Jerry Rice's top five NFL wide receivers? Because this came out once they were talking about Michael Thomas. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, so he has Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, OBJ, AJ Green. So that was number one, two, four, and five. I left out number three because it's pretty surprising. And he has, I think maybe Jerry Rice probably played against him or something, and this is why he's still up there. Larry Fitzgerald at this point in his career oh, is, not, is not a top five That's NFL Jerry receiver. Rice. Come on. Anyways, I can't even get into that. Let's let's talk about let's talk about someone else that you just mentioned there, Odell Beckham Jr. He just loves the spotlight, and the spotlight loves him. I think uh, he came out with some comments in a GQ article about uh, you know the trade that happened with the New York Giants, and he said that they weren't man enough to look him in the face and tell him that uh, essentially that he found out like not through them. So, uh, what do we think about that, Jeremy? Let's start with you. I love football players with large personalities. OBJ is now taking it a little bit extreme. Like he's all, he's always in just. Let's let's play and like let's have a couple good games before you get back into the news. And he also said that it was the only, he was the only reason that the Giants were getting still primetime games because they're like a five and eleven team. But everyone still wanted to watch him. I think Saquon Barkley yeah. was pretty good as well. I think so too. Yeah, Lee, what do you think? I uh, I hate Odell Beckham. I'm almost like the opposite way of Jared. I don't like guys who are all like that, and he's the definition of it. Uh, I like. I just think like he just like wants to be in the spotlight for any reason ever. Like, why did he have to come out and just say he hates water? That he like needs to get like IV pumped into him for water because he just hates. It's just like it's weird things that he just makes sure he's always in the news. I find he definitely he loves the spotlight. He loves the attention, right? And I think uh, I don't I don't know why Cleveland gets so much national press. I've always wondered that. Why do they get so much national? They're press? the lovable underdog. But it's Cleveland. Like I, I just don't get it. Like they, like, and now they have Baker, and it, it's they've got a good couple personalities on the team there. But it seems like they were just all, always getting talked about, even whenever they were like going like winless. Maybe that's why they yeah, were getting talked exactly. about because they were going winless. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just, 
Whatever, whatever. Anyways, last one for this segment. Uh, Marcus Stroman. He's been the uh, center of trade rumors. Uh, maybe the Braves, maybe the New York Yankees. Who knows? Uh, but he actually liked a tweet uh, saying how – with the tweets, uh, the context of the tweet was saying that the Jays are you know a billion-dollar type team, huge market, but they spend like they're the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Lee, Tampa Bay Rays, that's, that's your, uh, that's your team. Her. What do you think yeah. about those comments? Yeah, well, like, I don't think you need to bring them in, especially when they're way above the Jays. So um, that was a hurtful he, he, comment. He wasn't saying they're winning. Or he's just saying know, spending. Yeah, spending. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, but, you know, that's like, why why bring, why drag the race through the mud there on nothing? Right? Like, what do what we have to get dragged in there for? But um, <laughs> I'd love Stroman. I'll take Stroman on the race. Um, we probably can't afford him, though, because we can't spend money. Anyway. Yep. He might be a good fit there for just next year. Yeah. Can be. I just. I. I can't see that. Is that a no. move that the Rays make? I don't no, think so. I, I think. I, I think. I think he goes to the Yankees. He's. He's a New York guy, right? And uh, you know, he just. I, we talk about some. We talk about people loving the spotlight and can handle the, that New York spotlight. I think Strongman could handle that, New except York for spotlight. when he pitches there. Yeah, that's a, awful that's numbers a, yeah, there. That'd, yeah, that'd be the second year in a row as well for the Yankees to go up and scoop up a Blue Jay starting pitcher. As well. I know. I. I don't want the Jays to. Trade him to the Yankees just because, like, that's within division, and I, I like Stroman. I don't want to. I don't want to cheer against him. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of how the Jays and the Rays just actually feed the bigger teams. Like the Jays always send their pitch, or the Rays always send their pitches to the Red Sox, and the Jays send them to the Yankees. Kind of weird. Seems like him. Seems like him. Anyways, friends, that wraps up our second segment of the Rapid Fire. We hope you enjoyed that, and I think that uh, we did a pretty good job there, covering a lot of different stuff, right? So, yeah. uh, so let us know what you think. Uh, you can hit us up on our on our Instagram at poor underscore sports. Uh, let us know what you thought about that uh, that last segment there, okay? Anyways, we're going to move on. We're, we got another uh, segment coming for you called Stretch 4. Hang in. You're not going to want to miss this one, buddy, okay? All right, we'll see you soon on Poor Sports. Poor Sports. Hello, Gordy Levesque here. No one swings and hacks like I do. And no one struts quite like I do, too. And no one brews beer like Great Lakes do. Connect Pale Hill. My beer, your beer, our beer. <laughs> Available in over 400 LCBO and grocery store across Ontario for only $2.80. Great Lakes Brewery, brewed for you, Ontario. Alright, you poor sports, welcome back to the Poor Sports Podcast. We're larger than life. Woo! So, we're going to come at you with a new segment for our third segment here today. It's called Stretch Four. So, what we did is we took four uh, kind of hot takes from each of the four major sports, and uh, we're going to talk about which one is we think the least amount of a stretch. So, that is to say, the one that we think is the most likely to happen. So, how it's going to work is I'm going to read off the four statements. Uh, Jeremy's going to start and he's going to kind of debate with a little bit with himself. Uh, and then we'll go to Lee and then we'll have a big discussion about it. All three of us. Okay. Awesome. So here's it coming stretch four. So the first statement is that the Buffalo Bisons could beat the Blue Jays in a three game series. The Buffalo Bisons, which is their farm team could beat the Blue Jays in a three game series. So two out of three, theoretically. 
The New England Patriots don't make the playoffs this year. The Raptors win their division. Mitch Marner plays zero games this year for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So remember, you're picking the statement out of those four that you think is the most likely to happen. Do you want me to pick it right away, or do you want me to... Okay, so I'm just going to go backwards to forwards here. Mitch Marner is going to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it's going to be at a number that I don't like. But he's going to be there, so we're going to throw that one out the window. The next one on the you list... You think he will? He, w- he, w- he will be playing he for the will. Toronto Maple Leafs game one of the NHL regular Got season. It. Got it. Then we move on to the Toronto Raptors, and I think the Raptors make the playoffs. I don't think they win their division. The 76ers are too good. There's not a shot. They So we're going to throw that one out, too. So now we're down to the baseball one and the football one. We got the Bisons, who are going to... They're, they're a young team as well, and the Blue Jays... Like, Bichette's on the team, and he's very good. And anything can happen in baseball. So I think that one... I'd give that probably a... 20% chance of happening. And you think that that's so you think that's the most likely nope, to happen? No, I, I didn't say that. Oh. I didn't say that. All right. I am going with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots not winning or not making the playoffs. Wow. You think that's the most likely out of those four statements to happen? Yes, I think they've lost. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Go, keep going, Jeremy. Yeah, so I, I'm going to say that I'm just going to bet. Father Time is undefeated. And we've. Like, I'm, just, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying yep. it's the most likely. I think it's more likely that Tom Brady gets hurt and they can't fill his shoes and the Patriots do not make the playoffs and they finally fal- falter a little bit. Okay. Tom Brady could come back next year and they could make yeah. the playoffs. They could win it for all but we know. That's yep. my pick. All right. Lee, go for it, buddy. What do you think? What is the what is the most likely of those four to happen? I uh, If you would have asked us to do the other way around, which was the least likely to happen, I would have picked the Pats not making the playoffs. All right. <laughs> um, but the one I think is going to happen, which I actually feel like is a 60-40 chance that could happen, is the Buffalo Bisons beating the Toronto Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays stink. I think their starting rotation stinks. And the Buffalo Bisons have some nice hitters on that team. I actually went to go see them Friday, weird enough. And I saw Bo Bichette, Rowdy Telez, I saw Dalton Pompey, and I saw uh, Britos, uh, uh, what's his name? He's the big left fielder. He's been called up and down a couple times. Regardless. But the Blue Jays pitching sucks. Therefore, the Bison's pitching sucks. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I, but regardless of what I mean, is I think it's just a wash. And plus, you're going to have Aaron Sanchez pitch, who's going to lose because he just loses. But he's just a loser, and he's going to lose. He's lost 10 straight, so that would be 11 straight when he lost that one. You got to think that maybe when this game gets played, Strowman's gone. At that point, like, who else is going to pitch for that team? Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's a lot of what-ifs. Okay. Yeah, but that's so, the whole point about a stretch four, right? Okay, is that, is that okay, you don't... Okay. You don't know, right? They're all uh, they're all very out there kind of statements, right? For me, I would, I too, I probably would pick the Bison's being the Jays just for the sheer fact that it's it's baseball, and like we we see it all the time that a last place team in the majors beats a first place team in a you know in a three game series just because it's baseball. You just never know what's gonna happen, right? It's it's so out there. So 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 let's go over the other two then, since I picked the football one and you guys picked the baseball one, and I had the baseball one right there. Mm-hmm. What do you think is more likely, the Raptors win the division or Mitch Marner doesn't play a game for the Leafs this season? I think it's more likely. Uh, hmm. 
That's a good question. I would think it's more likely that Mitch Marner plays zero games for the Leafs. I could see that getting very sloppy between them and a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of slinging mud. Uh, And I just think that, again, would I bet that he probably will play a game? Probably. But I'm not betting on the Raptors to win their division. I think that they're probably the third team in that division between Philadelphia and I think probably Boston. And I just also... I wonder about the the direction that the Raptors go this year. You know, if they are a even a five, six, seven seed, do they look to maybe sell off their, you know, Lowry, Gasol, maybe Serge Ibaka, and try to return some assets rather than just wiping their books with them? Maybe they don't, but I just can't see the Raptors winning their division this year, and I could see Mitch Marner getting uh, sloppy with the Leafs. Lee, yeah, I agree. I think I think of of those last two. Um, there's even the Nets that like you can't even count it the Nets, right? Even with no KD, right? That's true. Count them out, right? Not count them out. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, and I agree on what Jake said. I think it's perfect. There could be a lot of hurt feelings, slinging mud, and he uh, holds out, and he just says, "Screw you guys, I'm done." Yeah, yeah, I can't see that. I think if he's not in camp, if he's not in the lineup, game one of eighty-two, he's not playing at all. Like I, I, they can't afford with the salary how their salary cap is structured this year to do what they did with Nylander last year because okay. the, the first year would balloon like the salary cap because so, like Nylander's cap last year was like almost eleven million or something like that and then the rest of them are six point nine so that way he didn't miss any money this year. I see. Whereas like so the Leafs can't do that this season because yeah. they have nine million to spend. So Mitch Marner has to come in at nine before the season starts. And theoretically, can they sign him like right up until like the night before? They they could. I I think I don't think he would be in the lineup then. I think they would have to like they he'd probably try and do like a conditioning stint or some BS. Yeah, it's it's not like he's not going to be skating every single day. Mm-hmm. It's just you know he won't be skating with NHL yeah. skaters, John Tavares right. and whoever's on the exactly. left wing. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our stretch four. We, uh, yeah, so that's a new segment we tried out. Again, if you like that, uh, hit us up at uh, poor underscore sports on Instagram. Uh, and, but, give us some, and give us some ideas on what we could do for a stretch four. Give us some other ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we've said right from the get-go, this is an awesome podcast because it's grassroots. It, you, If you want to hear something on this podcast, tell us because you will hear it. We would love to hear some of your suggestions. Uh, so anyways, yeah, coming up, we've got our uh, our betting segment. And we are going to wrap it up with uh, another Who Am I? Don't. Please don't sing, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm going to sing. I oh, have no. to. <laughs> Especially since you got it wrong. It's Who Are You? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's coming up next on the Poor Sports Podcast. Poor Sports. Poor Sports. Yeah! You know what that time is. Who are you? Who, 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 who? Who are you? Who, who? Lee! You're angry you didn't get it right last week. No <laughs> laughing. No laughing on Lee's part. I love this. This is Jeremy's hot corner. Who am I? <laughs> Who, who? I wish I liked the PTI thing, and I would turn my head away from Jake so he couldn't see me, and then at the end, I would reveal who I am with my mask. That would actually be really cool. Um, anyways, guys, 
The intro to the show was Monday Night Football remixed, so we're going to go into the world of football. Ooh, I like that. So this is where we're going to go. I have one player in my mind. He is an active player. He got to 9,000 career yards in under 100 games and has played for the same team his entire career to date. Hmm. Any guesses, guys? Sorry, could you say, so I, I just like writing the stuff down like in a, in a book. What was the thing after the 9,000 career yards? So he has 9,000 career yards in under 100 games. Thank you. Or he had it. And now he's played with one team his entire career. Well, that certainly rules out Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> he's played everywhere. With yeah. how long he's played, he's, even if he got like 100 yards a year, a year, he'd be at like 6 million yards. Honestly, honestly. Um, <laughs> so 100 career games, right? So that means he's been in the league for time. Uh, or in a, yeah, I'm assuming that it would be pretty close to it. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys know he's the fastest player to 9,000 yards. I will say Wait, he's... When, when, he, he, when, when, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. He's not a quarterback. Oh, sorry, it's not rushing yards? It's not rushing. It's not necessarily rushing yards. Oh, it's, it's just receiving or rushing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go with Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, wait, is he, he did, he's still with the Cardinals, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, for some reason, I thought they might have got traded. I'm going to go with Fitz just right now just because of uh, the one the one team. And that's a, that's a receiver who's had a lot of success and has played for one team. Lee? Uh, Julian Edelman. Okay, those are both very good yeah, guesses. That's a good guess, yeah. Interesting, interesting. He's been on first team All Pro in the year 2015 and the 2016 season, and a second team All Pro in the 2017 and 2018 season. Hmm. He's also been a Pro Bowler six times to date in his career. Same team. The same team. Sorry, and he's played all of his years for the same team. Yeah. I have my guess. Go for it, Lee. Uh, I know I don't want you to piggyback on me, and I could be wrong. <laughs> Jake's, or, I mean, Lee's so competitive here. I know, I know. It's hilarious. Uh, I'll go T.Y. Hilton. Um, I am... Like, I feel so confident I know I'm going to end up being wrong, but I'm walking in Julio Jones. Julio Jones, yeah, that's a good one. And he has the NFL record for most games with 250 more yards receiving. 250 or more yards receiving. He has, he's done it three times. I'm trying to think who is absolutely snapped. Julio doesn't seem, Julio seems like a good guess. Like, yeah, sorry to piggyback off you there, Lee, but Julio really seems like a good guess. Not. See, I freaking knew it. So we've had T.Y. Hilton, you had Julio, you had Julian Edelman. Another good guess. I'm not. I'll say what this name's wrong, but I like if I was playing. Yeah, I could have thought maybe thought AJ Green. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a good one. Okay, so we're gonna put that up on the Instagram story, and now we're gonna get to the part that you've all been waiting for. Let's get this money, baby. Money, 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 money. 
All right, y'all. You know what time it is. It's time to make that money, money, money. And I know I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna hear it because I'm on a cold streak right now. But uh, that is an understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to, uh, we're gonna try to remedy that this week uh, since it's kind of the the off season for all the big sports, other than baseball. But baseball is kind of a hard one for us to bet on on this podcast, uh, just because when you when you might hear it or not, right? So uh, we're all gonna go with futures uh, this week, just because, uh, like I said, it's a little bit hard. So could I'm, you say we're going back to the futures? You 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 could, you wouldn't, but you could. <laughs> But you wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> Jake, let's hear yours, buddy. Anyway, so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to stay. Are you done? You done? Now I'm done. Okay, thanks. <laughs> that's Jake's badge from the last five weeks. Uh, I, deserve, I deserve that. I deserve that. And hey, man, that's fair. Uh, well, ho- well, we won't know this one for a little while now, but. This is a this is a bit of a take here, but uh, we're gonna look at the NBA Rookie of the Year now. I know Zion Williamson is the is Julius Randle is Julius Randle in my opinion, um, but uh, we're gonna I'm gonna tell you to take two people here. Uh, the first one, someone that you might not have thought about because he was drafted last year and didn't play at all uh, last year because of injury. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets, he was uh, being looked at as a potential top like. Top uh, number one overall pick in last year's draft. Uh, he got hurt. I think he blew his back out or something like that. Uh, but he's been back and he's looking healthy and he's looking good. Odds? His odds are at plus eighteen hundred. So if you bet ten dollars, that returns one hundred and eighty. That's not bad. That's not bad for a, what will be a good Denver team. He's going to get a lot of exposure. Obviously, the the challenge for him will be carving out minutes, uh, minutes and a niche there and shots. Uh, where someone like Zion or my second pick, R.J. Barrett, uh, is going to have a lot of shots. And that's my Exactly, exactly. And you know, uh, uh, RJ Barrett's going to, you know, where someone like Michael Porter Jr. in Denver might not get that same media attention for being in Denver, uh, RJ Barrett's probably going to get too much of it. Uh, But, anyways, he's listed here at uh, plus 550. Mm. Uh, You guys are both NBA guys. What do you guys think about Tyler Hero for rookie of the year? Yeah, I I don't think it's an awful bet. He's listed here at plus 5,000. I just think, I think that he's, I think that he'll. He'll have he'll be similar to well someone down in your area, uh, Lee Luke Kennard for the uh, the Detroit Pistons. I think he's a good player and he'll shoot well, but he's not going to be rookie of the year. Yeah, you know, uh, I was just throwing it out there. Yep, no, fair enough. Lee, what about you, big guy? Um, yeah, two th- uh, two things. Pretty much a live look at our group chat as soon as the uh, TFC score was three one. This is pretty much live look at this. Shame, shame. 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 <laughs> it's like I'm in the Vegas Golden Knights arena. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty well when they take penalties. That's pretty funny. I always get the good uh, good laugh out of me. But on the betting, I did pretty good. Uh, I'll say I, was, I, I, I led you guys in the right direction with the Open. If you would have bet Brooks in the top five, like I also said, you would have gotten some money there. Justin Rose is in an absolute embarrassment to golf on Sunday, so I'm not going to use that. But for my bets, I'm going to go um, England Premier League this year. Um, I'm going to give just a quick couple. I'm going to take Newcastle. I think Newcastle is the worst team in the Prem by a mile. They haven't done anything, and I think they're going to go down. So I'm taking Newcastle at plus 225 to be relegated. And I'm also taking Newcastle plus 1,200 to finish bottom. I think they're going to be the worst team in the Prem. And then just a nice little easy one that I think should be pretty easy to hit. I'm going to take Chelsea to finish in the top four, plus 125. Those, yeah. are, those all seem pretty 
pretty reasonable. Pretty good, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, right? yeah, you don't have to put much on them, and they're like they're all underdog chances. And I think I like them. From one football to the other, today's kind of like the football show. Love that. I'm gonna go with so just a little bit of background information in in our uh, dynasty fantasy football league that Jake and I are in. I have the most stacked wide receiver core known to man. I have Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, and Mike Evans as my three wide receivers because you can play one of them in flex. I'm not choosing any of them to lead the league in receiving touchdowns, though. I'm going with the number one target for Aaron Rodgers. Guys? The number one target for... And it's not Geronimo Allison. It's Devontae Adams. It's Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Devontae Adams is plus eleven hundred to lead the league in receiving touchdowns. Yeah, and for a guy who, who, who per, touchdowns, pardon? Yeah, that's touchdowns. Okay, okay. And like touchdowns are pretty hard to predict, but Devontae Adams is pretty easily in the top. Like he gets ten a year usually. So that's yep. what I'm thinking. And, and to toot my own horn, Manny Pacquiao got you some money last week. Yep. He won, and it was. I went. I went with you. You already got me money. Awesome, and he won by decision. Yeah, I I followed you to a T on what you said. The governator, and I also got to thank Jake because I bet TFT right after he picked <laughs> New York Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> me money. Awesome. All right, friends. Well, thank you very much for listening to us on our seventh podcast. We uh, we hope to hear some feedback from you. Remember, our Instagram is at poor underscore sports. Keep tuned into that. We're going to be coming at you with some uh, maybe some contests in the future. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate everyone here uh, listening to us and uh, and spending their time with us. Uh, thanks a lot, everyone. You're listening to the Poor Sports Podcast. Uh, poor Sports. I can feel your heart beat.